And a good day, everybody. Welcome to our day three cup of draft takes here on the Jacob Media Network. It is brought to you by IBEW Local 98. Uh, as we look back on the Eagles' first three draft picks, of course, the uh, reviews were mixed. A lot of people elated about the Eagles taking a premier wide receiver in round number one. Of course, a lot of people questioned the Eagles' uh, draft picks in rounds number two and number three. So here we are, day number four, and the Eagles with their first pick of the day in the fourth round, finally take a position player that people have been screaming for uh, in rounds two and number three. Yesterday, they get a cornerback. He is Zach McPherson, a 5'11", 195-pound cornerback, uh, uh, cornerback out of Texas Tech. Uh, the insight on him is instinct, fast, good ball hawk. And I am uh, fortunate to bring in a guy I have a lot of respect for. He is one of the greatest running backs in the Philadelphia Eagles history. And uh, he is on top of the college game, the game, Brian Westbrook. B. West, thank you for jumping on with us here on the Jacob Media Sports Network. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks so much for having me. I mean, you know, this is the, you know, the draft time. I'm talking about the, these few days are the second most exciting part, in my opinion, of the NFL season. Number one is the Super Bowl. And then the draft, to me, is the second most exciting part of the NFL season. Um, when you talk about guys learning their fate, but we're also not just talking about the, the players learning their fate. We're talking about the teams learning their future, their their fate as far as what's going to happen in the future of the ball clubs. So it, it's an exciting time. Exciting to see some of these young guys, especially their excitement uh, as far as being drafted. And, I, and it takes me back to 2002 when I was drafted. It takes me all the way back then uh, to that time where I was spending time with my family and the Philadelphia Eagles gave me that phone call. Can you believe it was 19 years ago that – a young Brian Westbrook coming out of Villanova was drafted into the National Football League. What was that like for you, man, just sitting and waiting? You know, it was tough because back then, uh, the first three rounds was on, on the Saturday. So you really started watching the draft at 12, you know, noon, and you watched the draft all day. The first round took a long time. So the first round probably wasn't drafted. I mean, finished until four. Second round yep. came about. Uh, you know, by the time I got drafted, it was 10, 10, 30 at night. And so it had been a very long and stressful day because, of course, just like everyone else, I thought I was going to get drafted in the second round. I thought maybe, maybe potentially in the first round. Um, but no matter what, no matter what your thoughts were as far as when you were going to get drafted, uh, when you get that phone call, it's an amazing experience and truly life changing. It was the same way for me. Now, you look at what the Eagles finally did today. They finally get a cornerback. Yeah. Um, now, this is the fourth round, and when you look at the fourth round and beyond, you're thinking in terms, in general terms, okay, now teams are drafting to fill voids, depth voids on teams. Maybe much of a starter. But when you look at this kid, here's a guy who faced a lot of passes in a conference like the Big 12. You know, they like to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game down there. Yeah. So with that said, how much could that speed up his process in terms of making a transition to a league, which is a pass-happy league? Well, there's no doubt about it. You know, being in a league where you're going to uh, – over there at Texas Tech, where you're going to face guys that are just throwing a ball all around. He's seeing all different types of pass patterns, pass routes, the route tree, quarterback throwing angles, all those different things. That's That, that absolutely plays a part in what you'll see in the NFL and how you respond to those things. And so, you know, I, I think this is a, a great addition. I, I, we all knew going into the draft, cornerback, safety, linebacker, wide receiver, 
offensive linemen, we're all positions, defensive linemen as well. You know, really, when you, <laughs> it's hard, it's, it's hard to kind of just name just a few. Really, every position on our roster needed to be filled, needed to be yeah. secured. Um, and so, for the Eagles, they're just trying to get volume. They're trying to get more bodies, more guys that have a high level of athletic ability that can go out there and play multiple positions, multiple, uh, you know, as far as talent-wise, do different things for the team. This is just another addition there. You know, the other thing uh, that, that I caution people to doing, you know, and it, it's tough. This this football team this year is not a team that's going to go out and win the Super Bowl. Let's just start there. They're rebuilding. Yep. We heard what, what Jeffrey Lurie said. We heard Jeffrey Lurie say, uh, Doug Peterson wanted to win in 2021. I had right. a different thought process. I'm thinking 2022, 23. I'm thinking the future. So as fans, as much as I want the team to win this year, as much as I want to beat the Cowboys and Washington and the Giants, we have to be realistic about our expectations of what this team is doing. And and while we're being serious and realistic about our expectations, we have to be realistic about our draft expectations as well. No team was built in one year as far as the draft goes. And I think if we can keep those things in mind uh, as a fan base, we'll be in a much better place. You know, okay, so we're looking at a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, and we've all agreed across the board that this is a team that needs to get younger and hopefully mm-hmm. by getting younger in a few years, not five, six, seven years, but in a couple of years, they can be significantly uh, better in terms of overall talent and skills as well as still being a young football team. But we knew also that they have a lot of glaring needs across the board on this team. Depth at offensive line, uh, wide receiver. But more importantly, they need a lot of help uh, on defense. So when you look at what they did in rounds two and and again in round three, especially, they need help on the back end of the defense. They get an offensive center in round number two who has a long history of knee injuries. They get a, a tweener in the trenches in round number three. Milton Williams, a guy who was a D tackle slash DN. Are you surprised that they didn't address the cornerback spot? Now, one one thought process can be this. If you have a significant pass rush up front, you can cover up a lot of the deficiencies on the back end if you're putting constant pressure on a quarterback. But there are times when you're not going to get home and you need some guys on the back end that can hold up their end. And there's a lot of DBs that went on the board that could help you sooner rather than later. So are you surprised they didn't look at a defensive back a lot sooner? I'm very surprised. And, you know, at this point, as hard as it is for Eagles fans to do, we, we have to trust the board. We have to trust what Howie Roseman is doing. Um, and, and in his mind, I, I have to believe, based upon the picks, that he didn't have Asante Samuel Jr. higher than Dickerson. I mean, that that's what you have to believe because that is a position of need. Cornerback certainly is a position that, you need to fulfill. And, and the reasons why are obvious, but just remember, remember with the with the, the Cowboys are rolling out there as far as offensive weapons, three yep. studs at wide receiver. The Redskins just got another stud at wide receiver to go with yep. Terry McLaurin. And the Giants, we know, got Kenny Galladay to go with Slayton. And, and, and they got just a bunch of guys that can run routes and catch the football. So mm-hmm. in my mind, second round would have been the round where we went cornerback um, but again, we're at the mercy of, of Howie Roseman's draft board. And for some reason, he found a pit player that more than likely, you know, if everything goes right, won't play this year. Hopefully he won't have to play. Hopefully we don't have to throw him into service. And he is a player that you're drafting for the future. So it's a little bit different. The only thing I could possibly think of without knowing Howie Roseman's thought process is 
maybe next year he's going to say, you know, we have three first-round draft picks. We have to go get a cornerback. We're going to go get the best-rated cornerback next year. And again, because we're not going to win this year anyway, we don't want to take a, a player in a position where if we get a first-rounder next year, that player won't even play. So just think about this, and let me step back so I, so I can explain that a little bit better. If yeah. you take a Sophie Samuel Jr. in the second round this year, right, instead of Dickerson, at that point, you're going to probably say next year we may not take a first-round cornerback because the guy that you took in the second round this year may not play, may not be the starter. So why not wait on the season where you know you're not going to win anyway? Yeah. Why not wait till the following year to take a higher-rated player that you like a little bit more at the position that you know that you're going to need to fulfill anyway, cornerback position? And, and I'm, I have to believe that's how he's thinking because if there's any other the, – the, the, the thinking is any different – then you don't take Dickerson there at that point. So it, it just it's it's hard to understand it right now. But I think how he has a plan. I, I hope he does anyway. But see now, but see now the message has been mixed because Andy Weidel told us recently, who was the head of scouting, we are looking to get the best players on the board available, and everybody's mm -hmm. related when they pick a wide receiver. Even though we know they need a defensive help, they get a premier stud at wide receiver to go with a core group of young wide receivers moving forward for this organization. So I have nobody, I have no problem with that because now you got a young guy who can stretch the field, which is what they didn't have in 2020, a young receiver who can stretch the field. So right. the automatic mindset is, okay, you start loading up on defense. The reason I bring that up, look at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas's defense was atrocious last year. What Probably the worst pass defense in the National Football League last year. They have spent their first six picks this year on all defensive players, quarterback, yeah. pass rushers. So Dallas got it. We're loaded on offense. Offense can handle this own. We need to load up on young talent who can eventually catch up with this offense to make us more of a complete team. That's how you build a team. You don't, you don't take a backup center. If you're going to take a backup center, you still have more picks in this draft today in the last rounds, four through seven, than anybody in the draft. You get you a center in the fourth or fifth round, as Jason Kelsey was a fifth-round pick, and hope he could be the next Jason Kelsey. But yet mm -hmm. you get that fifth-round center to groom under one of the best centers in the game for a year before you turn the reins over to him. Uh, you you could have got another linebacker to go with this Eric Wilson. You still need some linebacking up. There's still some talented linebacking on the board. So the message has been inconsistent because – they took the best player available. They moved up after moving down. They moved back up to get that wide receiver. But they take question marks in rounds number two and three. Yeah. So so my, my thought about Devontae Smith, you have to draft him there. I mean, this will allow your quarterback, your young quarterback, unproven quarterback in Jalen Hurts, this would allow you to evaluate him seriously, to be able to say, okay, he has all these weapons, Sanders, Goddard, uh, Rager, Smith, and now we can take a real look at him to see if he's going to be our quarterback in the future. Again, we have to understand they're not going to be winning anything this year, right, unless something crazy right. happens. Right. So now this is an evaluation year for the quarterback. That's why you have to take Devontae Smith there. Now, again, this, this has to be Howie Roseman's thought process. You are building for the future in the second and third round. You have to start building for that, that offensive line in the future when Jason Kelsey retires at some point. Maybe the, the you know uh, Milton in that second, the third round can help you down the line. I, I still think he's a question mark. Yeah. Here would be my bigger, my bigger thought process in the second round. You could have got that center um, 
possibly in the third round. Yeah, you know, or, or move back up in in the second round. You didn't have to take him at thirty seven. And to me, you don't take a guy that has had four injuries in the last five years, season ends injuries, at thirty seven because we don't know if his body can keep up with the rigors of the NFL. Certainly, didn't do a very good job of keeping up with the uh, rigors of college football. And and listen, injuries happen. I understand it. If your medical staff understands the injury and they can prevent it. That's one thing. But when you're talking about a specialist, meaning a wide receiver, a running back, you can take that guy in and out. So he gets some rest, gives his body some time to rest. Centers, they're going to play 70 plays a game. Yeah, That's stressful. That's hard on a, on a guy that's had so many injuries. So, so there's some question marks there. You know, I, I think no matter what this team is building for the future, I, I don't know that the message is inconsistent. I just think you have one goal on the offense is to try to see if you can get the best out of Jalen Hurts in order to do that, you have to have a real a, a real star at receiver. I think they did that with Devontae Smith. Everything else is about building for the future and trying to figure out what's the best player that you can take at that point. Well, CB, I'm always of the mindset, especially when you pick as high as the Eagles are picking over the first three rounds in particular. When you look at teams that are bottomed out and they're trying to rebuild in a hurry, the first, first three rounds in particular, you should come away with three players. Not one, not two, but three players that can get on the field and give you significant downs right away as a rookie. Even though you know they're going to go through growing pains, even though you know they're going to make mistakes, I don't care how much you practice in May and OTAs, training camp in August, preseason games, when the bullets start flying for real, you're still going to make some mistakes. That's only mm -hmm. a natural progression from the college ranks to the Bulls. I just don't see it. You know, and people are saying, well, here's the Philadelphia media trying to be negative again. No, what we're being is realistic in terms of what we expected based on what this organization told us in January, February, March, leading up to this draft. What the mindset was in terms of building this team, hopefully in the right way, it started off great. But if you look across social media, Facebook, Instagram, people scratching their heads and screaming like, what is this organization doing in the second and third rounds? Well, I, I, you know, again, I, I think people may be scratching their head, and I'm, and I'm scratching my head a little bit too. So yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to. I don't. I'm, I'm just taking the other side. Is that this year is not the year you compare the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that's a bad comparison. And I'll, and I'll tell you why: their offense is ready to win. The expectation yep. last year, I mean, people had the Cowboys last year in the Super Bowl before the season. Their offense is the top five offense in the league, just coming off the street with no practice, as long as you get Dak Prescott back. We don't have that. We don't have a top five anything on this team. Special teams, offense, or defense. We have an unproven coach, unproven coaching staff. We have an unproven quarterback. Yeah. We got a lot of question marks here, so we're a long way from that. Again, to me, this draft was all about trying to build some type of core, a, a group of guys that you can have that hopefully, if they play this year, great. If they don't, getting that experience is, is just as important for them. And then you're talking about the next couple years, I mean, if you if we're talking about next year draft with those first those three first rounders, hopefully yep. with Carson playing over 70, 75 percent. Um, if we leave that draft with three guys that cannot play, then I would be completely upset. This year's draft, in my mind, was not going to make or break this football team for this season. This this season, this team is not going to be very good. I think we all have understood that at this point. Now it's about adding some guys that can help you uh, build that core that can believe in. Nick Sirianni's message and his culture, and hopefully all those guys can do that. 
Hey, B. West, before we continue, I must add this for all of our listeners and viewers out there on the Jacob Media Sports Network. Uh, you have a chance to win one of the Devontae Smith jerseys, uh, courtesy of the Jacob Media Sports Network. Um, they're giving away these jerseys um, as, as a thank you for, for, for subscribing to the network. So how do you have a chance to win these jerseys? Well, all you have to do is subscribe to the Jacob Media channel. Details will be announced on Wednesday, May 12th. That's the day the 2021 NFL schedule will officially be announced. Again, uh, fans out there uh, who have latched on to the Jacob Media Sports Network, if you want a chance to win a Devontae Smith jersey, all you have to do is subscribe to the Jacob Media channel. Uh, the winners will be announced on May 12th. Again, the day, the official day, the 2021 NFL schedule will be announced. Now, getting back uh, to football talk for a little bit, B. West, um, there's a piece of video. That surfaced after the Eagles' third round. And that video has been blowing up ever since. And it looked really awkward in that Eagles' war room where Howie yes. Roseman is walking around and he's, you know, fist pumping a lot of his people in there. And he gets to Tom Donahoe, who's one of their senior advisors on the draft. And I have a long history with Tom Donahoe. He was with the Pittsburgh Steelers when I was working for NBC in Pittsburgh. So I know Tom Donahoe. And you know what? Looks speak volume, man, and it looked uncomfortable because he basically gave Howie a half-hearted fist bump. He did not look happy uh, with the Eagles' third-round pick, and that's not a knock against that young man, Milton Williams, because we don't know yet what he is or isn't. It's not the pick a lot of people wanted, but we still don't know what he can or cannot be. But I tell you what, that piece of video spoke volumes in terms of what we had read about this organization in February March, March in the Philadelphia Inquirer and the athletic, where the organization was perceived to be dysfunctional and separated in a lot of ways. You know, uh, it was disappointing to see that because it makes us look exactly what you described. Dysfunctional, yeah. looks like a group that is disjointed, looks like they're not all on the same page. And that's kind of opposite of what all we've heard coming out of this organization the last couple of weeks that, hey, Howie and Andy Wydell are on the same page. We're going to yeah. do everything we can to stay with our draft board. Um, I saw two things in that video. One, Donahoe hated the pick, you know, and, and I think there's a reason why I'll get to that. But but two, Howie just struggles to read the room. I mean, if if yeah. if, if I'm walking up to you, D-Gun, and I'm feeling that you're, your energy is a little bit off, Guess yep. the one thing I'm not going to do is try to acknowledge you, give you a fish bump, and, and, and try to make it seem that we're cool, especially if we know we're going to be on TV. That's not okay. the time to do it. Um, and I think there are times when Howie, as a person, just generally speaking, and I think a lot of people would say this, doesn't read the room correctly. And I think this is another opportunity. Here's why I believe Tom Donahoe was upset. The, the Eagles are drafting at number 70. They have their, their eyes set on a couple different players. Yeah. They decided to move back to 73 and pick up a six-round pick, which I, I'm just going to be honest. The six-round pick is the 50-50 proposition. We have no clue if the six-round pick is going to work out or not. Quite honestly, it, more than likely than not, he's not going to work out. At that point, at 73, instead of 70, the guys that Tom Donahoe, in my opinion, probably wanted, they weren't there anymore. Yeah. So now he, Howie's happy that he got this six-round pick that means – in the long term, probably not very much. And we, we lost the, the guys that you've scouted, that we've we, we've looked at, that we said, okay, if they're in the 70 to 75 range, we're going to take. 
Yeah. That goes opposite of everything that you preached up there on that podium the other week. Um, that that's the disappointing part. And I, I would imagine Tom Donahoe, a football guy through and through, believed that they could have got a player that could contribute right then instead of taking Milton Williams. Again, this is not a knock on the kid, but we, right. they thought they were going to get somebody different. And I have to believe if you're around that scouting circles and one of my good friends is a scout, they spend, I don't know, 280, 200, I mean, the 300 days on the road a year that they're, they're going to see colleges day after day and sitting down watching tape day after day. They have a much better idea. And I respect what Howie does, but they're going to have a much better idea of the guys in that area of what they are and what they could potentially be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when you go away from that, there are going to be a lot of disappointed people there. I, I, I like everyone else in the Eagles fan uh, nation, uh, hope that Milton Williams is a really good player. Right. But when we see that, it does make us look very disjointed. And it's disappointing to see that, especially on national TV, when you want to be the gold standard of organizations, that, surely, that certainly doesn't look like it. You know, I, I mean, we we look at these latter rounds as as roster fillers, but histor- history has shown that diamonds in a rough do emerge mm-hmm. from these latter rounds. You can start with a Tom Brady, who is yeah. the goat of all time. You look at a Darren Sproles, a Shannon Sharp, uh, Richard Sherman. You know, you can go on and on and on. Jason Kelsey was the fifth round pick. So you can find those diamonds in a rough. It's just that this organization makes you a little bit nervous because of their most recent history in terms of drafting players in the latter rounds that the possibility of happening happening is not more so than can happen. Well, a a big part of those later round round draft picks um, being Richard Sherman, Jason Kelsey, Darren Sproles is the development process and using those guys in a specific way that can help and play towards their talent. I mean, just imagine Richard Sherman goes to a, a team that plays strict man-to-man all the time. Yeah. It's a different story for him. Darren Sproles goes to a different offense than, than Sean Payton in New Orleans. He may not be used as that third-round threat. I mean, third-down uh, guy out of the backfield, things like that. Imagine if he went to an offense that ran power run, myself yeah. the same way. Imagine if I went to the offense – our, our our memory of those guys, including myself, would be totally different. The important part for these guys being drafted fifth, sixth, seventh round is that they are going to a right situation where they can help a team right away. But also the guys on the team, the coaches, the GM, they have a plan right away for those guys. Not that they're just going to, OK, we'll just throw them in the in, in the in the in the line with the other linebackers. No, right. we have a specific plan and a specific use for that guy. If you have that, then that guy certainly can turn into any of those guys that you mentioned. All right, as we sit here right now, the Eagles still have seven picks, more than any other team on the board uh, for today for the final picks around picks of the day. I don't think Howie's going to keep four six-round picks. I think he's going to try to move up and do something else, just, just the history as we know it with Howie Roseman. But I hope so. If, if, if you had a voice in that draft room, what are you looking to do for the rest of today? Well, you, you got your court, you got your wide receiver first round. You got your center second, D lineman third. You got your DB fourth. I I, I still think that you know, there's some other holes to be filled there. Linebacker safety safety may be that that fifth round pick a little bit later on today. Um, linebacker maybe, but haven't we had enough? fifth, sixth, seventh round linebackers? Haven't we have enough undrafted guys 
that that just haven't been able to fill the bill. That may be a job for next year or free agent pickup when when someone is cut. Uh, I, I still think you can never have enough D linemen, offensive linemen. I, I still love building in the trenches, especially in these late rounds, guys that can say, you know, just big, talented guys, Isaac Sayamalu, even guys like 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 Jordan Mayalata, you know, just big, kind of raw that you can just work and work and work them. And then eventually, if a guy gets hurt or he needs to step up and play, uh, that, that he can go out there and do that. And so I, I like building in the trenches unless there's like a scat back or someone that can help you in the running back room um, in the available in these in these rounds. I, I like going with the guys in the trenches, offense and defensive line. Hey, final question before I let you go it has nothing to do with football. I know as much as you are into the game of football, you also raise horses. Today's mm -hmm. a big uh, day in the horse racing field. It is a Kentucky Derby. I know you're going to be all over that. Do you have any? Do you have any stake in the Kentucky Derby? Number one and number two. Who do you like in the Derby today? I'm going to tell you right now. If, if you want to have a Derby horse, um, one that wins the Derby. Yeah. You, you know there are fifty thousand thoroughbreds every year born. Right. Probably more now. Yeah. That's one in fifty thousand. I mean, you might as well just go play the play the lottery too. I mean, because <laughs> you got to spend money to, to make money, right? So I think. Um, you know, it's a tough sport to be in, uh, tough sport, certainly tough sport to make money. And if it wasn't tough, everyone would do it. Uh, I, I generally like to go with long shots. There, There's this horse that I, I'm just looking at names. There's this horse called uh, Soup and Sandwich. That I, just, I just like the name. Um, there, there, I think there's another one called Bourbon, some long drink of bourbon or something like that that I like. Um, I, I think the, the, the favorite is a horse called and initially hesitant or something around that. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, these races are up in the air. It's going to be good weather. I think it's going to be enjoyable to watch. Uh, I, I like watching all the races just so that when I sit down with the kids, we're looking at different colors. We're, we're betting on numbers. We know nothing about most of these horses. We're just yeah. picking out things that we like, and we're just trying to see who, who gets the most right at the end of the day. The kids love it. I love it. It's always a good time. Hey, once again, for all the listeners and viewers out there, if you want a chance to win one of the Devonta Smith jerseys, all you have to do is subscribe to the Jacob Media channel. Details will be announced as, as far as the winners go on May 12th, of course, which is the day the 2021 NFL draft schedule will be officially released. My man, Brian Westbrook, even though you give me grief all the time, you always come through for me. I appreciate you giving us time today and insight on the Eagles' status as of right now. And as you know, Always be on standby because you never know when I'm going to call you again. <laughs> right, anytime you call, I'm always here. Uh, just let me know. I'm still right. waiting to go on my fishing trip too, man. So, Yeah, you've been, talk you've been talking a lot of trash, so we can do it in your backyard. We can do it up here. But you and I have a fish-offs coming up sometime, hopefully, this summer. We're not going to do it in my backyard because I don't want you to have any built-in excuses. We're going to do it wherever <laughs> you feel comfortable at, and then it'll be all the, the playing field will be fair and even. All right, that's a deal. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Brian Westbrook. B. West, thank you, my man. Right, thank you. Take care. Wrap it up for right now. Coming up next on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, more live reaction from John McMullen of Burst 365. And then coming up later tonight, Krause will be back to talk to you, the fans, to give you a chance to voice your opinions on what the Eagles did or did not do in the 2021 NFL Draft. This has been Draft Takes presented by IBEW Local 98. I'm Derek Gunn. We'll see you back here after round number five. After the Eagles pick in round number five, right now they have the 150th pick in round number five. And if he's true to his word, the one, the only, Brandon Graham, will be joining me after the Eagles pick 
in round number five. So stay tuned for that. So until then, have a good day, everybody.